Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb, and I want to live the greatest life. I'm Dan, I want to live the greatest death, whatever the <laughs> fuck she actually says in the movie. <laughs> Die the greatest death. Yeah, something like something ridiculous like that. Uh, something no, uh, I'm going to guess eight-year-old should ever be saying. Yeah, something that a character says it, and it's like, oh... That's obviously propaganda from people who don't care about your your life. Die for your country. Whose socioeconomic status depends on, you know. Be be a patriot. Die for your country. That is true. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, army propaganda later in the show. But first, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm tired. Um, I've got a few hours of weekend, uh, cause I'm working, was it like a 12 day stint? Cause fucking we had inventory. I was just oh. fucking grinding it out. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be working until next like this coming Friday. Well, that explains why you were not on the play Magic to the Gathering last night, which is dead. Fine. Yes. Yeah, it did. It was after 730. So I wasn't I wasn't showing up. You're old. It's fine. You're the Mr. You're the Mr. Krabs from that episode where he's old. Uh, and then he goes on the panty raid. Girls panties. Like girl girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, uh, I wish uh, the Panty Raid episode of SpongeBob wasn't banned from TV for being too horny for kids, because now they're going to miss the Panty Raid. That's true. Uh, that's the big problem with uh, that episode is that it's banned forever. I don't even remember if it was um on. I can't because I can't remember because actually I did SpongeBob for um, Rabbit Ears, and I can't remember if it was on like wherever SpongeBob was at the time. I know it's on Paramount now. I don't know if it's uh I don't know if that episode's available or not. I don't know what the big fucking problem was. We watched it our, you know, whole childhoods and we're healthy, well adjusted people now. Do you know how many panty raids I went on? Probably just the one with SpongeBob Patrick and Mr. Krabs. It was the one I watched on television and no yeah. others because I'm not a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the energy we're starting out this episode with. Get get on board. Uh, yeah. th- those 200 something of you who, who listened to our most recent episode of Stranger Things and uh, Netflix and Swill, uh, which is uh, and I have to double check this probably still our second most popular episode of all time. It's probably true. That is true. It's still true until we hit 307 downloads in the first first seven days. I forget what that one was. Because it was just some random thing that was like a fluke. Um, no. Oh, so overall, 
for for those of you, uh, it's We Can Be Heroes. That is our most downloaded episode ever. Yeah. For some fucking some why? reason. Uh, then then it was B Stars. Then it was our episode, our special report on Mortal Kombat. Then uh, it was my episode with Colin Moriarty, who uh, that is our most popular seven down uh, seven day download episode is is still that episode. So that is what Stranger Things has to hope to take over. Uh, will it do it? I don't know, but we're we're going to find out. I believe in you. It doesn't matter. It, no, no matter what, no matter which episode wins, we're still winners here. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we, it's we, true. we've won. We're the best. Yeah. So I, I ultimately don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm in my new apartment. It's proud of you. it's fucking awesome. My rent's a little bit higher than it was in Columbus, but also, like, it's it's probably about like double the square footage. Very nice, very spacious. All of my all of my stuff fits. And uh yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, good. Uh also remember that e- even with the increase in price you're paying for the privilege of not staying in Ohio. That's true. I don't know. New York has the most restrictive gun laws in the country, but like that's not necessarily a bad thing cuz I don't want to get shot. Uh, but also like, you know, the uh, state has protections for, uh, reproductive rights, which is good. So, uh, that does bring the question cause you are a gun owner. Uh, what, what do you have to do with your gun now? Uh, it lives at my family's house in Pennsylvania in, in the safe that it never left anyway. Oh, okay then. But yeah, it's it's weird because like Pennsylvania and um, Ohio are actually like open carry states. Like you can just have a gun and walk around publicly with a gun. Yes. And no one cares, Uh, which, you know, is a fucking weird flex anyway. Like if you're not going to shoot up Denny's, why do you need it? (laughs) But like. Pennsylvania and Ohio are both like, you know, stand your ground states. Like if somebody um, is like trying to kill you with a gun, you have the legal right to kill them back. Uh, Whereas like New York has, you know, if somebody's trying to kill you, you have to make like a reasonable attempt to escape. And also like, you know, if somebody's if somebody's threatening your life with a weapon like if somebody comes in and tries to stab me with a knife i'm not allowed to shoot them with a gun like i can i can't bring a gun to a knife fight huh which is weird that is that is weird i'm fine with the standard ground laws i i, I truly am i think those are not the problem but uh hey if yeah. that reduces gun violence then fine i guess yeah i don't know like i think I think the castle doctrine is, you know, largely unproblematic. If somebody breaks in at three in the morning, they're probably not walking out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, and and I think that's fair too. But uh, I mean, you know, each state has its own laws. Uh, live by them, or you know, get the fuck out, or go to prison. Yeah, doesn't matter where. 
I go. It's probably going to suck because uh, America is a third world country. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I have uh, no, I, I have nothing to say there. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. We're we're all doing fine here. I mean, I understand why people f- find it to be a third world country. I just personally don't. Also, because uh, third world country does not mean what everyone thinks it means. Everyone thinks that third world country means like dystopic state, when in reality, uh, the world was split into first, second, and third world countries. Yeah, it's true. Regarding it's... the Cold War status of them. Yeah. How how you felt about communism. So when people say America is a third world country, technically they are always wrong. That's true. You learned something today, I hope, and it's that uh, words mean something. It's just they don't mean what you think they mean sometimes. But popular usage, Dan. I know. Uh, and that's that's why I don't listen to most people. Basically, whenever <laughs> whenever I hear the phrase America is a third world country, I just go, so you didn't pay attention in, in fucking uh, history class. So I'm just going to ignore you now after you say everything else you have to say. What you say might be right, and I might agree with it, but you just are showing yourself as not a learned person. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're just a dumbass. It's okay. Joe Biden is here to fix everything. True. I mean, let's be clear. I know what they mean and I get it. And I, I can emphasize empathize with that. But now yeah. uh, say the words you actually want to say. If you want to say totalitarian state or uh, regressive state, Fine, I, I'm. You're probably not wrong. Although, uh, thank you, Joe Biden, for your executive order. But uh, just, just say the words. Say the words you actually mean. Don't try to come up with fancy words that don't actually mean anything. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> I hate when we get political because, uh, nah, I'm, I'm so apathetic to everything. Uh, I mean, that's fair and that's true. I am also apathetic for for the most part. But the thing is, is like. And I don't even know if I have a point here. It's just like, I feel like if we have the ability to say something, we should say something. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Uh, you can just go away. Uh, but Dan, if the Internet has taught me anything, uh, it's that my voice matters more than anyone else because. Uh, I exist in an echo chamber of people that share my exact thoughts and feelings on everything. I mean, that is true. Uh, also, I, I kind of want to get us past the uh, white guys with a podcast stereotype. So, you know, any kind of virtue yeah. sig- signaling is uh, good with me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We we are in fact white guys with a podcast, so I don't think that's something that we're getting past. Uh, I mean, factually, yes, but stereotypically, I'd like to get past that part. Uh, so with all that nonsense out of the way, <laughs> uh, let's get into more white guy with a podcasting uh, by talking about what alcohol we're drinking and what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. <laughs> I'm drinking Modelo. Uh, it's imported because uh, global citizenship, virtue signaling. Look at me supporting 
business? I don't know. What? Are you okay? No are you are you having a stroke? I smell burnt toast. I don't know. I'm real tired. That's fair. Because it's not American, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I think it's. I think it's fine. I think it's fine that things aren't American. I mean, yeah. look at all the shit we import. Yeah, like Modelo. And look at all the shit we export. Missiles. Yeah, her main export is uh, whoop ass. <laughs> Uh, what I am drinking is uh, a beer. It's a beer that's in, that was in my fridge. Uh, I threw out the can almost. Oh, I recycled the can almost immediately. So I don't remember what it is, but it's it's fine. It's one of two two of them left. Maybe I'll get them both done by the end of today, so they they can leave my fridge forever and be gone. Just have a mystery beer that was in an unmarked can. What? No, it's it's in the can. Like the can, it, the thing is on the can. It's just. The can didn't matter to me in any way, shape, or form, so I don't remember anything that's on the can. Well, what's the flavor profile? Tell me about the IBUs. Uh, that, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna guess about, like, 53 IBUs. (laughs) You just became a sommelier for a minute. (laughs) No, no, to become a sommelier, to be a sommelier, you have to, like, swish it around in your mouth and spit it back out. And I'm not doing that because that's fucking disgusting. Uh, but I don't know. It, it tastes like an IPA. Uh, it, it, it's Ashley Sisters. I don't fucking know. It was in my fridge, man. Leave me alone. I think a topical Halloween costume would be a sommelier pirate. Uh, is it topical? The, 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 the Somalian pirates were like, several, like at least a decade ago. I, I vividly remember that South Park episode where the kids go off to Somalia <laughs> to become Somalian pirates. <laughs> Un lightsaber terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot they made the French look like pussies. It was fantastic. Love that shit. Is, is any of this anything? <laughs> uh, I can tell you it's all staying in the episode. This is a hell of a follow-up to last week's episode, which uh, I, I'm sure if they they didn't quit listening after last week's episode, they've quit listening now. So uh, those of you who are sticking around are the real ones. We appreciate you. Yeah, we're we're just like Netflix in that we've lost 2.8 million subs in uh, this quarter. Uh, that I guess that's as good as anything to uh, bring us to the news. Oh shit! It's mail time. All right. So, yes, uh, the 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 wisdom around the people who say say things about uh, the stock market and such is that Netflix has lost two point eight million subs this quarter. Uh, We will not find out for sure until I believe it's the 19th, which is in uh, a week after this episode drops. So we still have no idea whether or not this is true, but assuming this is true, uh, this is horrendous. So this is according to Jim Cramer, uh, who a couple months ago was saying buy Netflix uh, because, you know, he's an influencer and you should never listen to him because uh, he was trying to pump it so that he could sell out of it. Uh, That's probably true. Uh, believe me, he he tweeted that, and then a lot of people were like, "Well, what about this?" And they brought up the the tweet that he posted on the the twelfth of January, being like, "Buy Netflix." So, uh, y- yeah, 
that said, I don't. I, I think one doesn't beget the other. I think he's uh, giving potentially legitimate guidance on what's up with Netflix right now. I, I've seen other models that predict that Netflix has lost 2 million subs alone in the US and Canada, which is also bad. Uh, that's actually arguably worse because that's a mature market. And when you lose that many subs in a mature market, uh, you're you're kind of fucked. And that just means people are just going to be going month to month now in terms of their subscription, which is great for the customer. You should always be able to do that. That should have always been an option, but it's bad for Netflix because now people are just, you know, renewing and canceling within the same month and not sticking around as long-term subscribers. Uh, Whenever I see things like this, uh, especially with, you know, the name Jim Cramer attached, I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But again, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I have, I have seen people say Netflix is losing these subs. Like what Jim, Jim, it's, it, not that Jim Cramer is accurate, but also just like citing their own data saying like, yeah, this is happening. But we'll see. <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some Internet drama. Mm. Uh, story's stupid. Uh, story's great, stupid. but it's, you know, it's a fucking dumb thing we can talk about. So yeah, Millie Bobby Brown and the Duffer brothers have been fighting online <laughs> uh, about the low body count on Stranger Things. Uh, so like Millie Bobby Brown's like, hey, uh, Stranger Things needs more death. The Duffer brothers are sensitive sallies uh, and the Duffers are like, this is Hawkins, not Westeros. Uh, also, the Duffers literally being on record saying season four was, quote, the Game of Thrones season. So so a couple things, and th- this is my take and you can take it however you want. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown's comments are being taken completely out of context uh, and without tone because I, I witnessed her say these things in the interview and she is clearly joking. Because she follows up mm-hmm. the we need more deaths in ga- in Stranger Things. I almost said Game of Thrones uh, with we tried to take a cast picture like last week sometime and there was too many people to fit into the frame. So like. Yeah, yeah, like it was clearly tongue in cheek. I don't know. Are people pissed off because she said the phrase sensitive Sally's? I don't know. I, I since I watched that clip, because everyone got upset about it, like, the first time. Or, like, not upset, but, like, they were talking about it the first time, like it was a big piece of news that was happening. And I was just like, why do we care? Like, she's not a... Pro- she- the actors on the show aren't producers on it. Until it says they are a producer on it, they have no fucking creative say whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. Yeah, like, she essentially is the help. <laughs> Right. I I don't I I just it's one of those things where it's like people just look at things and just go, oh, this is fine. Or, you know, oh, this is, you know, oh, the star said something. Therefore, this fucking is true. It and I will always remember this moment uh, in in forever. There was the time where the fucking voice actor for Goofy for Kingdom Hearts 3 said Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this year and the game didn't come out for another three years. So remember, the talent don't know fucking anything and have no influence at all. So just ignore them. 
Uh, I thought I thought that this was a stupid thing, and I wanted to hear you talk about why it's stupid. And that's, that's why it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> so you did it. I'm proud of you. All right. More fluff things about Stranger Things. Uh, Metallica came out and was like, having Master of Puppets in Stranger Things was, quote, an incredible honor. Uh, immediately after cashing the check for the licensing fee to have Master pu- Master of Puppets in Stranger Things. Uh, that's factual. I have no notes. <laughs> uh, also, like, in the context of the show, like, the song Master of Puppets had come out, like, a couple weeks before the series was set, like, in the timeline of the show. Uh, so Eddie Munson is the ultimate guitar god because there is no like mainstream internet yet, and he learned that shit all by himself and fucking rocked it out. Yeah. Well, also uh, apparently the actor for Eddie also learned Master of Puppets for the most part. Like uh, I, I, I believe they said that the bassist son of Metallica. Um, stepped in and did like a little bit of it. But for the most part, what you see there is the actor. I think his name is Joe Quinn because there's even more drama about stranger things that we can talk about here in a second. But uh, yeah, he's at the center of it. But yeah, I, I thought that was cool that the actor uh, was actually doing most of that solo himself. Neat. Also can uh, probably why they had part of his hair covered was so that way they could sneak in the, uh, the the basis son uh, in, in order to uh you know make people believe that it was Eddie if they needed him to stand in at any time. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh okay, so the last thing is this. <laughs> and I I witnessed this happen in fucking real time. So Doja Cat, are you aware of Doja Cat? Are you aware of the being yeah. that is Doja Cat? So, yeah. I love uh <laughs> I think the song is just called Moo. Yeah. Or that, like, I've watched that video, like, 30 times. Yeah, Doja Cat, uh, internet shit poster, and yeah. uh, turned recording artist, uh, apparently slid into Noah Schnapp's uh, fucking DMs on TikTok and asked him for Joseph Quinn's at on Instagram so she could hit him up. <laughs> and uh, Noah Schnapp, being a 17-year-old kid, went, oh, I think this is funny. I'm going to put this on TikTok for the entire world to see. So then Doja Cat went, this kid's a snake. I didn't mean for him to send that DM out to the entire world. Like, like the, the, my direct message with him are, are private. And so she started beefing with a 17-year-old because she wanted to fuck one of his co-stars. Uh, (laughs) oh shit chef's kiss shit right there it was beautiful to watch ah that's so good and strong and powerful i have to i have to assume that the message was something along the lines of uh thanks for vibing and keeping it tight if you need me hit me up i'm on my mobile no, she like it was like that like sweaty emoji like oh hey that Joe Quinn you got oh, like his the fucking hot face emoji yeah like hey you got his, his at uh, on Instagram and then uh, apparently she's also in a relationship so that being 
share it out into the public. Probably not great for her. But yeah, she's she's a 26 year old recording artist punching down to a 17 year old kid who uh, probably shouldn't have shared it, but is also a 17 year old kid. And you should know better. Yeah, maybe don't be dumb. I don't know. Just a thought for people, you know, take responsibility for your own actions. Uh, so this has been Tabloids and Swill. Hope you like this this section of the podcast. Uh, let's move over into Downstream. We talk about some trailers that are, or the one trailer, I guess. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! That one trailer is for wedding season. Pressured by their parents to find spouses, Asha and Ravi pretend to date in order to survive a summer of weddings, uh, but find themselves falling for each other as they struggle to balance who they are who, with who their parents want them to be. Uh, under parental pressure to find spouses, Asha and Ravi pretend to be to date during summer weddings, but the ruse goes awry when feelings turn real. I've seen this movie, I think, three times now. This is the Indian version of it, though. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. Uh, this is how you get representation, I guess, in these in these concepts, because yeah. like romantic comedies aren't exactly hard to conceptualize. Like they, they all have like the same four plots. It's just, uh, are you going to have it end with a happy ending or not? Ninety nine percent of them take the happy ending route. One percent are just like, hey, fuck, fuck your happiness. Yes. So that's it. That was legitimately the only trailer for this week. There were no other trailers. So this is the one thing we had to talk about. We did it. Uh, watch it if yeah. you want. Uh, complain about it if you don't. Say say some stupid shit. It. I don't care. Just do whatever you want. Uh, and with that successfully talked about, let's move over into quick hits. <laughs> Dan, I watched some new anime. Oh, go ahead. I've I I saw an ad on Netflix for some anime and consumed product. Uh it's called Bastard. Uh heavy metal dark fantasy. It's Bastard all in caps with two exclamation points. Heavy metal comma dark fantasy. Mhm. Original title Bastardado. Ankoku no Hakaishin. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a title. Uh, I love doing that. Um, when evil forces threaten to resurrect Anthrasax, the god of destruction, Anthrax. The kingdom, yes, the kingdom of Metallicana calls on a volatile dark wizard for help. Uh, so this is like even more this on is, the nose music references than JoJo in a lot of ways. Just JoJo. It's kind of JoJo, except that it's like, uh, instead of like alternate reality, like history, I guess it's like fantasy shit. Like, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, Berserk, I guess, kind of because there's like sword boys, but there's also like the main character is a dark wizard. Uh, so what what is this? I don't know. Um, I saw. Like the ad for it, and I was like, "Hey, here's a a thing with magic in it and scantily clad anime bebs. Do you want to watch this?" I said to my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, we can watch it." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Uh, my wife is gonna let me watch the anime bebs." Nice, good wife. 
<laughs> core concept uh is that like 15 years ago the the evil wizard Dirk Schneider uh which is his actual real name uh was defeated by Geonoto Soto uh which is uh a monk and a wizard and warrior and priest. Uh, how's wait real quick? How is how is uh, Snyder spelled? Is it like D Snyder or it's literally Dark Schneider? Dark like Schneider. Rob oh, Schneider, C-H. but his okay. first name is Dark. Yeah, hence hence you know, D Shimmer Rob Schneider is a carrot rated PG thirteen. D Shimmer Rob Schneider is the dark. <laughs> D Shimmer Rob Schneider is an evil wizard. Until one day, tum tiddly tum tum tum, from the creators of Durr and tum to tiddly tum to two. I don't know. You have to have like highly specific knowledge of one particular South Park episode to have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. So this this priest uh, defeated or was one of a group of knights that defeated this dark wizard. Uh, killed him and then i guess his soul was resurrected into uh this young boy named lucian so like uh this priest like cast a spell on him to bind like his spirit so he wouldn't Mm -hmm. become the evil dark wizard again uh but then like just in case shit ever went you know totally haywire and they're like oh we actually need the the dark wizard to exist again. Uh, there was like an unsealing ritual that he taught to his daughter because uh, like the, the spell to like release the, the dark wizard spirit uh, involves the, the kiss of a virgin maiden. So basically he decided like daughter, you can never have sex with boys. Uh, Cause you have to be like the fucking person that carries the football for us to launch the nukes at a moment's notice. So she has to kiss this boy to turn him into Dark Schneider whenever a monster threatens the kingdom. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. The, uh, I've watched two episodes so far. Uh, the, the typical loop for the show seems to be that, uh, a dangerous wizard or monster will show up. Uh, the girl will kiss the boy, turning him into Dark Schneider, and then Dark Schneider will be like, uh, I'm gonna kill everybody in this kingdom and take revenge. And they're like, please don't, please kill this monster instead. And he's like, I'm gonna do it, but then I'm gonna kill all of you. Uh, and then he kills the monster, and then they turn him back into a little boy who has no memory of it. Sure, yeah. That makes sense. That sounds like a that definitely sounds like a show. Yeah, it sounds like an anime show. Eh, it's fine, I guess. It's entertaining. It's uh six point eight out of ten on IMDB, so you know average, I guess. Yeah. Uh and it's got the sexy anime bebs. How many uh underage girls are potentially you know, mm, well, there's the princess. They don't explicitly state her age, but she appears to be, you know, 18, 19, 20 ish. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's less terrible. At least she's not seemingly underage. Yeah. Or explicitly underage. Or explicitly underage. Uh, what else you got? Apparently somebody driving past my house on a lawnmower. Well, uh, <laughs> I was wondering what that sound was. Yeah. A bunch of Nickelodeon stuff is on Netflix now. So I watched the pilot episode of uh, Fairly Odd Parents. And how'd it hold up? Not one of the highlights of the show, but I actually was kind of surprised by like how quickly the show came out swinging because the first episode's pretty solid. Uh, So it's like uh, Timmy's parents go to a movie that uh, he can't come see because he's not old enough. Uh, So they leave him with Vicky, the babysitter. Uh, So it establishes, you know, the whole babysitter thing in the very first episode. Um, And also in the theme song, you know, Timmy is an average kid that no one understands. Mom and Dad Vicky always giving him commands. Bed twerp! Doom and gloom up in his room. Broke again instantly. That is magically little fish and his every wish. In reality, they are his godparents. Fairly odd parents. Wands and wings floating crowny crowny things. Odd parents, fairly odd parents. Peapod. Uh, oh God, Buff Bod, <laughs> really mod Buff Bod, Peapod, Hot Rod. What is up to Screen Moose? Something, uh, something, some guava, guava juice. juice, guava juice. Uh, fuck, what is it now? Yeah, it's gonna this, bother me. This, yeah, this part's always the part. Giant snake, birthday cake, large snake, fries, fries, chocolate, chocolate shake. Sh- there it is. That's it. Obtuse rubber goose. Green, Green moose guava juice. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's Tara Strong, too. Yeah, it is. That is Princess Twilight Sparkle. Who, uh, again, they didn't have in the uh, fucking... What is that show called? My Little Pony uh, movie. But instead had Vanessa Hudgens starring. Yeah. Because it's a new generation. That's true. Uh, fuck Tara Strong. Only, only the young. Eat the old. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Timmy wishes to be older. Uh, he turns into a, a fucking schlubby, middle-aged, balding man. Wait, that's the first episode? That's the first episode. I vividly remember this episode. Yeah. And uh, nobody likes him because he's old and creepy and tries to hang out and do kid things. Yeah. Uh, And he gets thrown in prison (laughs) because he's an old creep and then starts crying that he uh, wants his mommy, uh, which turns him back into a kid at heart. So the uh, fairly odd parents are able to grant his wish again. But don't forget that that makes everybody else in the jail start crying for their moms, too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. It's a good show. I like that show a lot. Uh, Butch Hartman becomes slightly problematic, I believe. But, oh, uh, yeah, still a good show. Yeah. All right. Uh, the final thing that I watched this week was The Man from Toronto. 
I thought about watching this. Yeah, so I think it was like the number five top watched thing this week. Um, I don't know necessarily that like this should have been our topic, but you know, this was like the other potential choice, I guess, that we had this week. Maybe we chose correctly. I don't know. Uh, I'm not not sure how the that would have affected anything or if it would have affected anything or if anybody really cares what we uh, review and talk about. Because mm. <laughs> I don't look at the analytics. The analytics seem to be like mostly consistent until unless a thing is like mega popular, in which case then. Basically, all we need to yeah. know is, is that either you follow the trends and re- review the most popular thing or you are reviewing a thing with a very fervent fan base, we'll say, and then mm-hmm. they boost your downloads that way. But otherwise, uh, for us, it seems like it does not matter what we fucking watch. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I don't know. I had I had fun with this movie. It's a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is uh, eh, maybe a little bit low from where where I would put it, but sure. World's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. Uh, this leads to comedy. Uh, this is Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. And basically Woody Harrelson is the man from Toronto. Uh, a, an assassin. Kind, I, I guess an assassin is what you would call his job. Like he yeah. shows up in, tortures people for information and like does missions. So he's like a clandestine mercenary kind of, I don't know. And then, uh, Kevin Hart is just kind of a dipshit who blunders his way through life and his wife's mad at him all the time. Uh, it's like, he's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, do a birthday weekend for you take you out to this cabin so we can like spend time together and I'm going to, you know, try to get you pregnant so that you don't leave me, which, (laughs) you know, isn't explicitly stated, but that kind of, I feel is the subtext. Yeah. Uh, Cause he like can't hold down a job and like can't do basic adult things. Oh yeah. Like remember to pay his phone bill and stuff. Uh, So like, since he's so, Stupid. Uh, he didn't buy toner for the printer. Uh, so, like, when he printed off the Airbnb listing, like, the address was a bit messed up, and he, he goes to the wrong cabin, which is where Woody Harrelson's supposed to torture this guy. Uh, so they think that he's the man from Toronto. Uh, hijinks ensue. Okay. Kevin Hart has to pretend to be a badass and, like, torture people and blunder his way through that. And eh, it's fine. There's a lot of like action shots, explosions, things like that, that are very clearly green screened, not very well. And, uh, you know, it's a bit of a letdown. Uh, I enjoy Woody Harrelson very much in this. Uh, Kevin Hart is being Kevin Hart. Really? That is surprising based off of what I saw from the trailer, but uh, I mean, that's that's good if he's better than he was in the trailer. 
I mean, he's just doing his Woody Harrelson thing. I think he's always kind of the same. Okay. If you like Woody Harrelson, this is him doing it. I don't know. There's like, I guess, a whole agency of of these man from place things. So like uh, they have to contend with the man from Miami who gets called in to try to unfuck this mission and basically is just there to kill Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. And he's like uh, a dude bro assassin that, you know, they have to fight. And then there's like the man from Moscow, who's a big, angry Russian guy. Uh, There's the man from Tokyo, who's like a Yakuza assassin. Uh, And there's three man from Tacomas who are just like rednecks. Like one of them has a chainsaw and like they're trying to kill him and stuff. So, right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's like it's not a bad little movie. Okay. Probably like three, maybe three and a half. It's solid. It's not. A, it's not a piece of shit. I mean, that's good. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't a piece of shit. Like uh, some movie we'll talk about later. <sighs> that's true. Uh, well, as for me, I watched the uh, 2022 comedy The Bubble from Judd Apatow. Uh, this stars Karen Gillan. Chloe, uh, not Chloe Grace from Rest. Why the fuck? Keegan Michael Key, uh, Pedro Pascal. That's way different. Way different. Leslie Mann, uh, fucking uh, Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann's daughter. So please infer why she's even in the movie to begin with. Uh, and just a bunch of different people. It's, it's like a bunch of different people doing and like a whole cameos. bunch of different things. The movie. Right, so basically this is about uh, a film production that went on uh, during the pandemic and then uh, the the hijinks that ensued from there. The first like five, ten minutes I thought was funny. I laughed a few times during the first five, ten minutes and then I probably laughed an equal amount of times between the first five minutes, five, ten minutes and the rest of the movie. So, like, it just kind of exists for two hours, which, you know, Judd Apatow, two-hour comedy, has to exist. I don't know, man. Um, A lot of people call this the worst movie of 2022. I can see it if you don't think it's funny. But, like, I thought a bit of it was funny, and the rest of it was just kind of tedious. So, like, it's not... It obviously isn't worse than like 365 days this day, but like it's still not a good movie. Like it's probably going to get like a one and a half out of me. But yeah, the comedy just didn't hit. And uh, they they tried like the storyline with like Karen Gillan, who's like trying to get out of her contract the whole time. And they're like, yeah, you come on. You come across as like the bad, the bad woman in the movie. And it's like, what are you talking about? All I want is to, you know, not be held hostage on set. Because they legitimately are being held hostage on set because at one point, Leslie Mann is running across an open field trying to escape and they blow off her fucking hand with a gun. They intentionally shoot her hand and blow off her entire hand. Damn. So like, it's this weird thing where it's like, hey, movie studios are trying to take advantage of actors during this time who who just want to get out of their bubble and do something else. And then... I don't know, man. It it was just so weird tonally with how it wanted to portray its story. And, you know, 
uh, th- they correctly say at one point, like, you're celebrities who are getting paid millions of dollars to be on this movie set. No one wants to hear you complain. That is correct. Uh, sorry, it's it's true. I don't want to hear any of these people, com- any of these type of people complain. So, I don't know, just kind of all over the place with this movie. I believe me, I understand why people hate this movie, but uh, it's not the worst thing ever. It's just you know bad. Hmm. All right. Uh, and that's it. That's all I watched this week. All right. Uh, well, with that out of the way, why don't we? Cut into a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about our main topic for this week, The Sea Beast. Insanity. That's the one word I would use to describe the mixtape podcast. Yes, they talk about the 80s and 90s. Sort of. And yes, they feature interviews from time to time. And yes, they can be funny, but really... The best word to describe this show? Insanity. Well, that and awesome. Find the Mixtape Podcast on Spotify or anywhere you download podcasts. Or by heading over to www.themixtapepod.com. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main view topic for the week. The Sea Beast. The Sea Beast is a new animation adventure comedy family film on Netflix. It is rated PG and is 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. When a young girl stows away on the ship of a legendary sea monster hunter, they launch an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot. Uh, This is written and directed by Chris Williams. Also written by Nell Benjamin, uh, stars Carl Urban, Dan Stevens, Gerald Har- Jared Harris. Who the fuck is Dan Stevens in the movie? Admiral Hornigold. The guy who has like six lines? Okay. Yeah, he is. He's there. He's sitting over there. Push down to like the 16th credit is the actual main character. Uh, Zeris Angel Hator as Maisie. That's true. She is actually the main character. I mean, Carl mm-hmm. Urban's there to get you in, I guess, by that logic. Also, uh, Dan Stevens, even though he's never in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, like the the girl who is like, you know, because this is a, a kid's like family movie. Uh, you know, so she's kind of the audience surrogate character and solves all the problems. Correct. Uh, she's the actual main character. So, uh, so this is the one I was talking about where like the world and the characters are like really detailed and the like monsters and creatures for the most part are just like, uh, primary color, big fish. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not very interesting looking from from that kind of perspective. You are correct. Yeah, but like once once I got used to that, you know, it's fine in practice. Like uh I don't know, there's like some baby monsters that they find and stuff and befriend and it's like in in those instances like the overly simplified designs are like cutesy and fun. Mm-hmm. But then like the the mother yellow blob seal monster shows up and it's like 
Oh, it's just the same thing, but, you know, a little bigger. Right. So, yeah, I I, I like this movie. I, I do. Um, yeah, I like it, too. Carl Urban is better than the trailer showed him to be. I wouldn't say he's fantastic or anything, but he is infinitely better than what the the trailer made it seem where he sounded completely disinterested from being there. It was basically just trying to collect a paycheck. We, we we talked about it with um wedding season. Like the story is we've seen this before, this exact same storyline before. It's just how does it work in execution? And execution wise, I think it's solid. Not not the best, but uh, still like a fun adventure, which eventually turns into like, hey, d- should we trust the people in power that we that have been telling us all these things all the time or not? Yeah, it turns into a real eat the rich uh, down with the aristocracy type right. thing, which I'm into. Yeah. I'm looking at Carl Urban's IMDb page. Do you want to guess what his top four credits under known for are? Uh, so I'm going to say Star Trek. Yep. The first one is Star Trek 2009 as Hold Bones, on. which is Hold actually on. Dr. McCoy. Don't fuck with me here. Uh, then we'll go with uh, Dread from 2013. Nope. Okay. Then we will go with uh, William Butcher from The Boys. Nope. Uh, okay. Then we will go with Star Trek Two or Star Trek Into Darkness. Nope. Okay. That, that, those are my four guesses. Okay. So his top four are Bones in Star Trek 2009, which you guessed straight off. Yes. Uh, second one is Eomer in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Sure. Uh, third is Eomer in Lord <laughs> of the Rings, Return of the King. And paradoxically, uh, his fourth biggest known for is as John Grimm in 2005's Doom. Sure. Uh, a movie that we watched. That is a movie we've watched. Uh, a movie that we, we say is garbage except for the first person <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Which is the best uh, part of the movie by far. And apparently for Carl Urban as well. Like, he's actually fine in that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's okay. He doesn't get anything to do, though. Uh, I forgot that I forgot that he was Julius Caesar and Cupid in Xena Warrior Princess. I never knew that because I never I didn't really watch Xena. Uh, I watched Hercules starring yeah. uh, known Republican Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, well, known uh, conspiracy QAnon crackpot Kevin Sorbo uh, that Lucy Lawless made fun of on Twitter for being a QAnon conspiracy uh, <laughs> fuck man. Um, but yeah, he also was, you know, Caesar and Cupid in Hercules, the legendary journeys because it's. Uh, In-universe canon was Xena. Uh, That's true. What an interesting career trajectory this man has had. All right. So, yeah, he's he's okay in this. Like, I wouldn't call him world breaking or anything. Like, I don't think any of the the voice acting performances are anything special, mainly because, like, this is one of those kind of movies where they just get, like, people of name value. Like we were talking about it, you know, Carl Urban, known for. Those those roles, also the ones I mentioned, which are probably more relevant towards what it is now, as opposed to fucking uh, things. Unfor- and I love 
the Lord of the Rings stuff, but ignore the Lord of the Rings stuff. Like they're not really relevant today to a degree to like the young people who know him from the boys, most likely. And I'm not wrong when I say this. Kids these days don't like Lord of the Rings. I mean, they, they might. Am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. I mean, they might they might not. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens with the new Lord of the Rings series going to Amazon when they inevitably ruin it. Yeah. And also, Eomer is not going to be in it because it's uh, thousands of years before he was alive. It's the second age. Yeah. Morgoth. Gerald knows all about it. Poor Gerald. So, yeah, <laughs> I... <laughs> I like this movie. It's not like it's not the Mitchells versus the machines where I'm like, I see why people love this movie and people think this is going to be a contender at the Academy Awards. I just feel like this is a really strong kids movie that people just are like, yeah, cool. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. It's quite good. I don't know. Story beats wise, like. It's fairly predictable. Like once, once that you realize like the the monsters are possessed of you know a level of intelligence and understanding, in that like this girl is learning to communicate with them. After that, it's it's pretty clear where the plot's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And it does. Yeah, uh, and it does so for the most part successfully. Uh, again, it's it's one of those things where it's like. I you pretty much know when you start the movie exactly where it's going, except for like the the eat the rich part. Like, I actually feel like that came on basically in the third act. Like they were they were sprinkling it in there in the in the first part in the first and second acts. But, you know, the third act is when it really came on strong. Yeah, it's like, oh, this symbol's been everywhere through the whole movie. This has to mean something. This means something. Mashed potatoes, my favorite. I don't know. Were you were you referencing the Close Encounters of the Third Kind thing? No, I think I've seen the movie one oh. time and uh, it left almost no impression on me. Yeah. Guy makes like a sculpture of the mountain out of mashed potatoes. And he's like, this means something. And it's the mountain where the aliens come. Oh, I, I mean, I might be referencing something else that references that. So in a roundabout yeah. way, I might be referencing that, but not intentionally. You could be referencing UHF with Weird Al Yankovic, which does that exact scene. I haven't seen the movie either, so. Again, he's real good. Uh, could be referencing something that references the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're like a Xerox of a Xerox. Uh, Bojack Horseman, you're being sued by the Xerox Corporation for defamation. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know how much more you want to talk about the movie. Uh, just yeah, it, it's a good movie. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it with your children. I don't know. I like how uh, even even the character who is like effectively the villain of the movie uh, gets a redemption at the eleventh hour. Like that's nice because usually that character would just be like shot in the face or something right or eaten which like i I think that was really good where the movie was like hey if you just continue to perpetuate the 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 cycle the cycle will continue yeah if you choose to not perpetuate the cycle 
then the cycle will, in theory, stop. And then all the peasants will fucking revolt against the monarchy. Yeah. Can you hear the people sing? Uh, I like the part where Carl Urban's like, if one of those monsters is within a mile of us, I'll know about it. And in the meantime, like a giant claw is rising up out of the sea behind him and he turns around uh, and he's like, my instincts might be off a little bit. Uh, And then the audience holds their bellies and laughs like a bunch of Santa Clauses. My favorite part about that was when it was uh, when they attacked its weak point for massive damage. (laughs) That's that's true. Giant enemy crab. God, you want to talk about early internet memes? That's that's it right there. Attack its weak point for massive damage. Uh, the best part about that quote is it's from E3, which mm-hmm. is specifically for gamers, and gamers know all about that fucking shit. You never had to tell that to them. We always knew. Yeah. I don't know. That <laughs> fucking clip makes me think of... Uh, the part in grandma's boy where he's like, you know, so to, def- to defeat that boss, you have to, you know, climb up on the boulder and shoot him with the magic arrow and his head will spin around three times. And then you hit him with the sword of justice. Fantastic. It's like the fucking grown man's talking to like a rapt audience of children. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's the sea beast. Yeah. Yeah, a pretty good movie. Yeah, a good, a good solid movie that, again, just watch with your kids. They'll enjoy it, uh, especially if they fucking hate rich people. Or if you hate rich people and want to indoctrinate your child into hating rich people. I hate rich people. You better be careful. You're, you're getting close to that 1% status. I mean, uh, global scale, I would say I'm there. Probably. <laughs> oh, it's, on the global scale, I'm there. Yeah. How much do I need to earn to be? Oh, really? As a result, an adult now now needs to be worth more than one million dollars to belong to the top to the global top one percent group. Hmm. Huh? I thought for some reason it was lower. Yeah, I thought it was close know. to like five figures, like mid five figures. I think that like top ten percent though is like, have you eaten today? So, you know, most of America. Yeah. Which is, again, why I say when you say America is a third world country, are you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, As we've already established, that's not what that means. Uh, What would you rate the Sea Beast? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half is a good rating for it. All right. uh, Let's talk about another movie. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about uh, Spawn, I guess. Uh, Spawn is a 1997 PG-13 action drama horror movie. Uh, It's 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. As good as Tall Girl. Needs to be lower. Needs to be lower. Uh, An elite mercenary is killed but comes back from hell as a reluctant soldier of the devil. Uh, Stars Michael Jai White and John Leguizamo and Martin Sheen. Uh, This is one of the biggest pieces of shit that I've ever seen, and now I've seen it twice. Dan, you talk. Yeah, it's this is a big piece of shit. So, like, 
the opening credit sequence is about five minutes long. And if you remember like the Windows media player, like um, fucking like Doctor Who like thing that it would do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the the intro credit sequence looks like that. You know, yeah. and just in impossible to read text over like fiery colored fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's like green text over like very bad CGI flames. The, also, the movie features very bad CGI as the yeah. the the devil thing that's not the devil. Malvolgia. Uh, yeah, that thing. The Lord of Hell. That thing CGI is fucking atrocious. It's yeah, so in like it's so they bad. Can't, they can't even get the mouth of it to be animated whenever it speaks. No. Uh, also. <laughs> also, this is two years before the Matrix came out. That's true, which is infinitely better CG. Also, this is like five years after Terminator 2, I think. I can't remember exactly when Terminator uh, 2. Yeah, that's true. And I think 92. that had infinitely better CG. Yeah, liquid metal still holds up to this day. Yes. It's not bad. So, like, this is... I, I You can't even like give it the excuse of, oh, it's a time capsule. You just have to experience through the yeah. time. Fuck that. This looks like garbage. It looks just looks like a bad movie the whole yeah. time. I don't know. I still remember uh, Wayne on the countdown talking about owning this movie on Laserdisc and, you know, trying to defend putting it on a list of shit and Paul screaming at him. What was the list? I don't remember. I just remember him talking about his fucking spawn Laserdisc. Was it non DC and Marvel comic book movie adaptations? It might have been. That sounds right. Uh, God, Wayne, you that means you haven't watched this in a long. This is this. I can't imagine. I, I can prob- probably see this at the time working. However, we are 25 years past Spawn. We are we are uh, we are in the year 25. Uh, uh, a, a spawn a a spawn yeah we're just gonna call it a spawn which we which stands for after spawn like we we've gotten so many more good comic book movies afterwards that i there is no realm of possibility where i look at this movie and just go yeah i could put this at the top of any of those lists yeah i mean the phantom starring billy zane is an infinitely better comic movie than this film the Green Hornet starring Seth Rogen is an infinitely better comic book film than this is. Was The Green Hornet a comic book? I thought it was. It might just be like one I think of those they did do a comic book of it. It's it's originally was a TV series. Right. It it, it went like alongside um Batman 66. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. Green Hornet. I'm sure they've done Green Hornet comics. Oh, it was a radio show first huh yeah that's true that's right uh multiple comic book series from the 1940s so yeah kind of okay cool uh here's a storyline that somebody wrote for spawn on imdb and then uh after typing it leaned back in their desk chair and thought nailed it uh an assassin named al simmons is double crossed and murdered by his evil boss jason wynn Al makes a deal with the devil and returns to Earth as Spawn to see his wife. It's not the devil. <laughs> he is ordered by the devil's minion, the clown, to kill Wynn. Wynn has made a deal with the clown, too, and is supposed to destroy the world with a deadly virus that will help start Armageddon and allow Hell to attack Heaven. Spawn must choose between good and evil. 
Um, so the first part of that is true. Where where Wynn kills Simmons in a double cross because Simmons wants to get out of the game because he's tired of murdering civilians. Yeah. So, like, cool. But, like, also, it's not the devil. Uh, and John Leguizamo, like, I've never seen The Pest. I've heard how annoying John Leguizamo is in that movie. There ain't no way he's he's worse in the past than he is in this movie. There's only two times that I ever want to see John Leguizamo, and that's when he's playing Luigi Mario uh, and, you know, the the younger of the Mario brothers, uh, the younger brother of Mario Mario, uh, and also in Tu Wong Fu, because uh, that movie was pretty good. Was Every pretty other good. time I find John Leguizamo to be completely abhorrent. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I I think he's gotten a bit better. I watched his like little, uh, I guess it's a one man show that he did on Netflix about like, like Hispanic culture and, and how, and all, all of its things that has perpetuated in America. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I wouldn't say it was funny. Like he was clearly trying to be funny, but it, there were parts where I laughed, but other parts where I was like, eh, this is just more educational, and that's interesting. So, like, I don't mind John Leguizamo now, because I think he's actually, you know, started to try, as opposed to in the other movies where he's just like, eh, I'm just going to be John Leguizamo, fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to do my favorite thing to do on bad movies, which is read some IMDb trivia. Love it. There's one shot in this movie that I was always like, huh, I wonder how they did that effect. Cause it, it's actually like the one shot in the movie that's, uh, kind of convincing. Uh, but then like I took a peek behind the curtain and saw the, the man pulling the switches to control the wizard. Uh, John Leguizamo ate live wax worms on pizza for this film. He then vomited immediately after the take was wrapped I mean, good for him. That's actual commitment. Yeah. So, you know, I don't hate him. It's not bad. Yeah. But then, you know, they couldn't get the ASPCA thing that said no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Well, also, like, uh, what, the the fucking dog gets kicked by somebody, I think, at some point? Oh, no. Something happened with the dog, and I was like, oh, no, not the dog. I think it gets kicked by a CGI demon. That looks like it's from fucking Quake. Yeah, probably. Tim Burton was the original choice to direct this movie. Like, can you imagine if that was the reality that we lived in? He he was probably the choice. It doesn't mean they ever. Uh, it doesn't mean he was ever close. It's just yeah. like, hey Tim, you want to direct this? And he was like, fuck no. Why? <laughs> Why would I do that to myself? Yeah. Uh. Martin Sheen did this film because he'd always wanted to be in a comic book movie. You fucked up, Martin. Wrong comic book movie. I don't know. This was like during like I can't actually remember the exact running runtime or run like the running period for like West Wing. But like this is around West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. West Wing. Oh, my God. This was uh, this was like right before West Wing. Yeah. West Wing was 99 to 2006. Dear God. Uh, 
This is one of the saddest but funniest things that I've ever read. Michael Jai White found Al Simmons' character appealing, semicolon. He described Spawn as, quote, the most tragic character I've encountered in any cinematic production. He says it was a challenge to make audiences sympathize with a government assassin who comes back from hell. White had to endure two to four hours of makeup work, including a full glued on bodysuit, yellow contact lenses that irritated his eyes and a mask that restricted his breathing. He said that this longtime experience with his longtime experience with martial arts helped him endure the uncomfortable prosthetics, giving him strong will and unbreakable concentration. Uh, he went full method on this. Yeah. This yeah, bad did. movie. Yeah, because like what else has Michael Jai White even done? I, I mean, I've heard the name before, but I just don't. Oh, he did never back down uh, mm-hmm. two and three. Black Dynamite. Oh, he was Gamble in The Dark Knight. That's right. Yep. Enough with the clown. He's in The Toxic Avenger. Wait, the original? Uh, two and three. Nice. Oh, yeah. Michael Jai White does not do fucking anything. I mean, he's he's been around. Uh, he does. A, OK, what I mean is he's done a lot of things, but nothing like mainstream, like Spawn. And The Dark Knight are probably his two most notable movies. Apparently, he was also in uh, Arrow for some reason. Oh, he's going to play Blade in the uh, new Marvel Midnight Suns uh, video game. He was in a movie called Android Cop. That sounds like something we would watch. Uh, That doesn't. I mean, actually, that does. He was in Chocolate City. Oh my god, that's right, he was in Chocolate City. <laughs> oh my god, remember uh, Chocolate As well as City? Chocolate City, colon Vegas. Wasn't that the one we watched? Yeah. Alright, now I need to find Android Cop, Android Cop, Android Cop, Android Cop. Oh, he was in Blackish. Android Cop is Hammond. What was, um, what the fuck was, uh... Why is Hammond a name I remember from a sci-fi movie? And John Hammond from Jurassic Park? No, not that one. I almost feel like it's from like an Arnold like movie. Uh oh. The uh Android Cop is free on Peacock, Tubi, Voodoo, and Pluto TV. Uh also on YouTube. Can you tell can you tell we don't want to talk about Spawn? Look, it's bad. Like the effects don't hold up, as we said. Like 1997, like, I just watched, for instance, of course, Independence Day. They used fucking miniatures for most of the shit, except for where they couldn't, which was, like, giant beams of light fucking coming down from a goddamn spaceship. And then uh, explosions are are mostly CGI unless they're blowing up miniatures, which, um, you know, the blowing up the miniature of the fucking Empire State Building is fantastic. Love that shit. (laughs) But, like... That movie looks better. And I mean, of course, it also has like a bigger budget because I think Spawn was notoriously a small budget movie for the most part. Let's find out. Let me see here. Oh, 40 million. Should have had John Leguizamo described wearing the fat suit as like a penis wearing a condom. Awesome. Funny, funny jokes. Great jokes. Love them all. They're fantastic. Uh, Also, apparently, like. The fat suit took him like an hour to get in and out of. 
Uh, and one time, like, he had to go to the bathroom very badly, and he pissed his pants. Oof. Uh, not, not... I'm not mad at you for this, because, <laughs> like, you've now made yourself watch it twice. So, like, that's that's punishment enough for yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, this was, um... No. Oh, well, there were supposed to be two sequels to this. Thank God there were none. Oh, uh, in August 2021, it was revealed that Broken City screenwriter Brian Tucker had been hired to rewrite McFarlane's screenplay for uh, a reboot. Hey, do you want to hear a list of people that were originally being considered for the role of Spawn? Sure. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. Uh, Denzel Washington. Huh? Uh, smart career move, Denzel. Uh, to not take this movie. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Ving Rhames. LL Cool J. Will Smith. Tupac Shakur. So just the popular black guys in Hollywood. And Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, the popular black guys in Hollywood. Yeah, like some... Some actual actors and some rappers. Can you imagine? Well, like two parallel universes over, we got Spawn starring Snoop Dogg. That would have been great. Uh, I mean, Tupac actually did do some acting, though. Like, uh, I think he was in like some theatrical productions in high school. So at least like he had some experience. Uh, Snoop, I have no recollection of him ever doing anything like that. (laughs) They'd have had... (laughs) This is the stupidest joke that I've ever made. Uh, I would have had to change the title to Spiz On. Is that anything? So what would you give Spawn? Uh, It's a one-star movie. That is correct. Uh, This movie was suffering. I almost fell asleep during it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I went to take a nap immediately afterwards. Whenever the credits rolled, I felt like I had just returned from hell. Yeah, I yeah, I, I I was so conked out by this movie. I was like, all right, going to the other room and just laying down for a bit. Just, you know, had to go have a lie down and think about your choices. Why? Why? Why did I ever choose to do this kind of podcast where I just watch fucking ass garbage? Because you were hand selected for a special project. Uh, it's true. Uh, you, you, you said, hey, do this podcast. And I went, OK. So we so we uh, recorded the first thing that came to our heads and just so happened to be <laughs> this, the this, and Swill this exact thing. And, you know, we've never thought any more in depth about it since then. True. <sighs> All right. Well, next week on the show, we will be reviewing uh, something. Oh, uh, Boo Bitch is that Lana Condor miniseries or limited <laughs> series uh, where she comes back. It's it's just Afterlife of the Party, but a series. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and then we have a patron request review for the last or just last action hero from Gerald. Yeah. Which. Uh, I just watched like a month ago and might have talked about it in quick hits, but you that's fine. I looked at Gerald's Letterboxd and uh, he just watched it like the day before I put up the Patreon post. So I think that's why he was choosing it just because he had just watched it. All right. Tell him stuff, Dan. 
You can find the show at netflixandswill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill and friends. Uh, check out... Uh, Actually, none of the podcasts we host uh, are currently releasing episodes uh, or right now. So uh, just, you know, keep your eye out for Two Peas on a Podcast returning April 1st. Uh, they're all, Gerald's August. already posting. I said April. Uh, the other A month. Uh, August 1st uh, with uh, your boy Caleb. It's the first episode back. Uh, yeah. Rabbit Ears TV Podcast, Stacking Triggers, Apple Teeny Plus, you know. Look out for those cool podcasts. They're all cool, uh, and you will you will love them because they have the big hair. Yeah. You will get the pumps. Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, uh, which is the flavor of the worms that John Leguizamo ate as he was crouched down in a fat suit that was full of his piss. Could you imagine only probably making about, like, a million bucks? At most for this for that movie, and then you just piss yourself and vomit on set because you <laughs> you <laughs> because Some, somewhere in the world is a video of John Leguizamo uh, wearing the full clown fat suit and makeup, vomiting up worms, and it's my mission in life to see it. I'm sure it's in the DVD extras. So it took an hour to get in and out of the suit, so he was just in there with his piss. Yeah, yeah, he was, which, uh, unfortunate. That sucks a lot, actually. <laughs> sucks a lot. I hope somebody got him some fucking gold bond to splash on his nuts. Dry out the whole situation. Uh, I Look, because what? He, he done the past... The, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and then I'm guessing this. So this is like he he was just in costume all the time for everything, or like like he just he just suffered on every one of his movies until finally, yeah. uh, became an a real star that people or not star, but like you know somebody people can depend upon as an actual actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to stop thinking about Spawn. Until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. In hell. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.